Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Uh, the Evans Oilers have made another signing. They have signed Thomas Yurko. Mark Spector reporting $750,000 deal for Thomas Yurko. Who spent okay. all of last season in the minors with Springfield and Charlotte. He last played in the NHL in 17-18 with Chicago, where he had six points. Pardon me, six goals, ten points in 29 games. He was drafted by Ken Holland while Holland was the GM of the Red Wings, 35th overall in 2011. Hmm. What do you think of that? Well, if a guy spent all of last season in the minors, it makes me wonder about uh, how he's going to fit in with the in an NHL roster this year. But I guess Holland still has some faith with him. We will also mention Jujar Kara, two-year uh, deal, $1.2 million cap hit, 1.1 this year, 1.3 the next year. Um, Oilers still with a lot of cap space here right now. By my count, roughly $5.5 million. And again, uh, we talked a lot about Wayne Simmons uh, just before he went downstairs at 11.30. ended up signing a one-year term with the New Jersey Devils. So that's a great deal for New Jersey, low risk. Uh, yeah, for one year and a chance for him still to uh, prove himself. And uh, New Jersey, you mentioned it, trying to add some significant players around Taylor Hall. Now, Simmons isn't there his contract is no longer than Hall's, right? Both a year left. Yes, so it's make or break it for them as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, at this point, um, you know, that's uh, they're seeing what they can do. As as for the Oilers, yeah, Yurko is uh, a question mark. I'm not sure where he is going to fit in. Jujar Kara's back for another two years. He, uh, I mean, he had a tough year. He, he got up to 11 goals and 21 points in 17-18. I, I know there was some belief that, that he could maybe turn into a pretty good third-line player. We uh, we didn't see it last season. He only got three goals in 60 games. Started the year slow for the second straight year. So that's something he's going to have to overcome. So n- now we talk about him more as a, a fourth-line player. Can play both left wing and center, as we were talking about earlier, Bob. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure where he, where I like him more at this point. Probably probably on the wing if I had to pick one. Uh, he showed some good signs on the penalty kill when it improved in the final third of the 17-18 season. But he was one of uh, a large collection of players who did a very underwhelming job on the PK last year. Yep. Uh, Daniel Carr, by the way, signing with Nashville. We mentioned him uh along with Curtis Lazar and Brett Ritchie. 
Uh, Brett Ritchie signing with the Boston Bruins on a one-year deal. I've always liked that player, and that is such a Bruins signing. And again, uh, hey, it's not lost in anybody here. The amount of cap space the Oilers have, there is some real frustration right now. Like, what is going on? What have they done to improve the team? Um, they've 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 brought back. I mean, Jarkera was a restricted free agent. He gets a two-year deal. Uh, they bring Chase on back on a two-year deal. They've brought in Marcus Granlund, who can help them in the bottom six forwards. And I think, don't think there's any question on that. Um, and beyond that, taking a couple flyers and some Europeans with Nygaard as well as uh, Gaetan Haas at some point will be announced. Right. No, the team doesn't – on paper, the team doesn't look any no. better. It looks – I guess you could say with the addition of Egard, it looks faster. That's based, but that's just based on one player out of out of twelve forwards. There certainly is no sh- sure goal scoring there. If you know what I mean, I mean you always wonder if a guy's going to drop off. But there's nobody who's been a proven. Okay, this guy always gets even fifteen or twenty or or, or twenty five or, or or pick a number. You know, Egard's never played in the NHL, so we don't know what he's going to score. Uh, you know, okay, Granlin might get you around. Like, are we talking around ten goals each for Negard and Granlin? Probably. Yeah. Granlin got twelve last year. You know, Lucic. We just don't know what's. I think it's tough to expect that he's going to get back up into the teens. Uh, you know, I I think I don't think Chase is going to get you twenty two, but I think he can get you well, 12, I mean, 12 realist- to fifteen. Realistically, can you count on Chase on or Cassie to match what they did right uh, uh, last season? I think more That's likely thirty seven goals between right. The two. So for Cassian to get to fifteen, he's got a lower marker to get there. If he if he grabs that opportunity with the the two big guys again, then yes, I think he could get to fifteen again. But didn't he also have a thirty some game drought last year? Before he took off in the second half of the year, it was it was a pretty significant drought. And he don't forget when he wasn't being used early, he actually had his agent requesting to sniff around for a trade. I don't think that's going to be the case this this time around. Uh, but yeah, I I think Cassian could get back to 15 if he's on that line again. Chase on I think would probably be in that low to mid teens range. And then, you know, what do you have Gagne down for? Eight to ten, eight to twelve. Maybe, and then we're still missing a right winger. So, yeah, you, we, we taught. Now, I still think the goaltending is the biggest question mark, and that's the most important position on the ice. But we talked a lot last year about the, the lack of depth scoring, the lack of speed, the lack of the ability to keep a forecheck alive. I don't know if any of those things, except for speed with knee guard, I don't know if any of those things has, have, have really been addressed to an adequate level. 100%. Right, I mean, we know what Granlund can do a little bit. Nygaard's a little bit. Nygaard is a little bit. I'm going to go with Nygaard is a little bit of a question mark. Uh, don't know at all on Haas. Just, I mean, I've talked to guys in Switzerland that don't think he can play in the NHL, and I've talked to other guys in Switzerland that think he could be the next uh, version of a, a Derek Ryan. You know, uh, I mean, you, you look at. Uh, what the National Predators have with a couple right shot center options with Goodrow and Sissons. And I'd like to get one of those two guys because I think actually Sissons could play as a third line center in the National Hockey League. So we're kind of on a, on a wait and see front regarding that. Yeah, I I, I think so. Uh, we're going with Nygaard for the time being. I'm going to go with Nygaard. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll the, go the, with you. The, uh, ru- the Russian judge is going with uh, <laughs> Joachim Nygaard. I don't. 
I, I don't think his speed is a question mark. I think what he is going to bring offensively, or maybe you said wild card, what he's going to bring offensively is a complete wild card. I wouldn't expect him to bring a lot offensively just because he hasn't been playing in the NHL and it doesn't appear that he has uh, a high level of finish to to complete chances in the National Hockey League. But you're right. That's one of the biggest wild cards. What if he is that fast or that crafty or maybe his shot's going to translate a little better than we thought in the NHL level? But, I, I, I mean, I think if I banked on him to get around 10 goals, that'd probably be pretty safe. I mean, can he score a goal every eight, eight games? Hopefully. Yeah, time will tell. I mean, he had a good offensive campaign last year. Um, but right now, if if people listening to the show, and you can text us at 6.30, 6.30, and I realize it's a holiday, but uh, unfortunately this is part of the holiday, uh, you know, Canada Day. And it's it's interesting, a couple of years ago, the Oilers signed Milan Lucic, and it was fairly, uh, you know, a lot of excitement in the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more subtle moves today. Uh, we are going to uh, be joined by one of the newest members of the Edmonton Oilers, Marcus. Uh, Granlin joins us right now. Marcus is Bob Stoffer and Reed Wilkins. How are you? I'm, I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, well, uh, I guess, uh, first of all, uh, how did this sort of uh, come to be with Edmonton? At what point did you realize that the Oilers were interested in you? And then second part of that, why did it make sense uh, for you to choose the Oilers? Well, yeah, a couple couple days ago, uh, uh, I talked with my agent, and uh, he told me that uh, Oilers they're uh, they're uh, interested about me, and uh, and uh, and that's uh, how it started. And and yeah, I think uh, Oilers it's uh, obviously it's a great team and great uh, hockey city, so uh, I think that's a good uh, opportunity f- uh, for me to to get better and uh, and. Uh, uh, be a great player. Marcus Reed Wilkins here. In 16-17 with Vancouver, you were able to score 19 goals. You had eight the following season, though I realize you didn't play the entire year, and you had 12 goals last season. Maybe tell us uh, where you see yourself offensively, and as I'm sure you know, this you're coming to an Oilers team that, that didn't have enough depth scoring last year. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, uh, I, I can play... Uh, but obviously good uh, defensively and good offensively too. I I, I think I'm a two-way player and uh, and like you said, like couple couple years back, I was able to score 19 goals. So hopefully, I can uh, I can do that again. How much uh, left wing did you play versus right wing versus? Because I know uh, there were occasionally you even got some shifts at center, but you're mostly, as I recall, a left wing. But are you pretty in your mind? Are you pretty versatile in your ability to play all three positions? Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can play uh, all three uh, positions. Yeah, for sure. Like, like I think I I played uh, most uh, on left wing, but I can also play right or center. The uh, penalty killing uh, last year for uh, the Canucks had some ups and downs, and that's part of Edmonton's uh, organization, uh, Marcus, that has to improve. I mean, the Oilers, since November of uh, 2016, the Edmonton Oilers have had the worst penalty killing in the National Hockey League. Obviously, that's a big part of your game is your ability to kill penalties. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've like, last, last three years, I've uh, played a lot, PK, so I think that's... that's uh, what I what I can do, and uh, I think you got to be a smart player to play PK. So uh, I think uh, that's a cute thing. 
Marcus, you, you've spent uh, three-plus seasons with Vancouver, and you were with Calgary the year before that, and, and now you're joining Edmonton. Tell us a little bit about experience playing in Western Canada, and I guess now you're going to be on yet another side of some of these rivalries we have here in the West. Yeah, I, I think that's a cute thing. Like, uh, well, when I played in Calgary, every time when we when we played against Oilers, uh, it was a great game, and the battle was hard, and and all the fans they were uh, excited. So, so uh, we'll see what's going to happen now. But uh, um, I'm excited to be there. You know, it's funny. I, I recall a couple plays that Connor McDavid made against Vancouver, where he beat like four guys. And uh, now you're going to be practicing against that guy on a daily basis. And, in fact, when the Oilers go on the power play drills, uh, you're going to be maybe in the uh, the first uh, PK unit, maybe with Juju Arcaira, who just re-signed today as well. But uh, are you, you get better by playing. Look, and I know your brother's a heck of a player as well, but the fact is you get better by playing against uh, better or playing with and against and practicing with or against better players, don't you? Oh yeah, for sure. Like uh, every every day when you when you when you can play uh, play against or practice against uh, great players, you you get better and you have to you have to learn what they're gonna do and uh, what are the options. Marcus, you you joined the NHL in the thirteen fourteen season with the Flames. During that time, what if anything do you think has been the biggest change in the National Hockey League, or some things you've had to adapt to as a player? I I think it's speed. Like all the players can skate so fast, so I think that's the that's the biggest thing. So like every every all the all the players can skate fast. So yeah. Alrighty. Uh, well, uh, we uh, we look forward to meeting with you down the road. Thank you for taking time uh, joining us here on Oilers Now in Edmonton. All right, Marcus. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you very much. You bet. That's Marcus Granlis, news member of the Edmonton Oilers. It's 12:19 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. You can text us at 6:30, 6:30 uh, on the Heartland Ford text line. Uh, Dan has texted the show. Bob, would Patrick Maroon uh, be of interest to the Oilers? I think Edmonton needs a right wing more than a left wing. Now, the thing is, they could theoretically move Drysaddle back to the right side and play Maroon on the left side, I guess. Reunite that line. Bob, uh, Bob uh, if the owner's talking about players like Donskoy and Connolly, three to four million, do you think they should make an attempt at Sam Bennett for four million dollars? It would only cost them a second round pick. Ooh. 
I like Sam Bennett as a player. I think he's a top nine player. Um, again, you can text us at 6.30, This text comes in. How many more guys do you think it will be, uh, or how many more years do you think it will be before the owners get out of cap hell and have a true opportunity to start to get uh, right and become a competitive team again because second and third rate free agents just don't get it done? Reed, would you like to answer that question? Uh, for oh, me? probably a couple. To be, you know, if I had to, <laughs> I, I they'll have lots of space by next summer. That's established that right now. Look at the deals that have been made. They're all two-year deal on Chase, on one-year deal on Smith, one-year deal on. Um, uh, right, but I, I think probably that I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'll speculate he's probably mostly worried about Russell and Lucic. I would think. Yeah. With those contracts. It could also depend how quickly the players in the AHL develop, and you maybe have a handful of players on ELCs contributing. This text comes in out of Saskatoon. Bob, could the owners have not waited until closer to the start of the season to buy out separate? No reason to risk a buyout penalty if you don't need the cap space. The answer is no. Yeah, it wasn't the deadline yesterday? The deadline was yesterday. Unless you have a... Uh, restricted free agent with our rights, and the orders do not have a, you know, they've got the deal done with KRS, so the answer is no. There you go. In a, in a simple word, the answer, just back to Sam Bennett. I don't see the Oilers putting an offer sheet in on Sam Bennett. I do like him as a player. Bob, the Edmonton Oilers missed out on uh, uh, Wayne Simmons. That's one of the texts that we're getting in. What about Furland? What about Dezingle? And what about Johansson? Reed? Furland would be an interesting one to me uh, because he would bring a little bit of nastiness as well. I mean, he can play physical. Uh, what was his high scoring that one year, Bob? Well, it might have been last year. Did he? Uh, I thought. It, did he? Did he top it last year? Because he had a good one with the Flames too, right? Um, right now you're on Juju Arcara. I know. I'm going to a new page. <laughs> Hang on. What did he get up to last year? He had 17 last year. He had 21 with the Flames the year before that. Uh, six one two seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd, he'd be a guy that, that, that you could look at for sure. He got 40, 41 points the last two years. I mean, there's a there's a middle six type player. Who were the other players he was asking about? Johansson. From uh, Boston? Yeah. I, I like him. Now, he fit in pretty well on a deeper Boston team, but he's, he's a, has pretty good offensive instincts. Just so you know, Ken Holland will be speaking today at 2.30. 2.30 uh, today, okay. Yes. <laughs> you should well, we'll the, have more. Read the text, yes. I'll have this text comes. Tonight. This text comes in saying, Ken Holland plugging holes. It's been a disappointing free agent day. Bob, why aren't the orders going after Dezingle and Johansson? Actually, guys that can play the game right now from Adam. Um KW says, Bob, the whole time Sekiro was injured last year, everybody was saying, wait for Sekiro to come back, then we'll start winning. Wait a sec here. I never said that. I said all along, I'm not sure how good he's going to be once they come back. Um, Bob, uh, we have $5 million in cap space. Paul Yarby in a second, maybe be able to get Kreider. Even Paul Yarby and Bear to get Kreider from Dan and Okotoks. Well, you know what? That actually makes a little bit of sense. Well, and that's interesting. Or, or is 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 it quieting now, free agency wise, because Holland's working on a deal? The fact that they've already given us uh, two hours from now uh, a time, I don't know. Well, I'm not saying it happens today, though. It may not necessarily right. happen today. Uh, it could happen down the road. 
It is. Uh, did we need to be out here, Brendan, at twelve twenty-six? Is that correct? That's what time you needed us for this break, or was it twelve twenty-eight? I'm sorry. You I can just, take a couple more minutes here. I can take a couple more minutes. All right. You can text us at six thirty, six thirty. Tweet us at Oilers now. Bob Stopper, Reed Wilkins, John Shannon coming down the pipe at twelve thirty-five. Um, again, uh, it's interesting. How about New Jersey? I mean, they're trying to make sure that they keep Taylor Hall, and they've added uh, Jack Hughes along with P.K. Subban and now Wayne Simmons. And now Wayne Simmons. So they got three new forwards. They got a line's worth worth of new forwards. Or pardon me, they added two new forwards and a a big defenseman. Yeah. So, yeah, and and I think the Rangers getting Panarin, those are, you know, those two teams, I guess, have made the biggest additions over the last couple of weeks since the draft and now into free agency. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting times moving forward. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and I, you know what? I get the frustration with Oilers fans out there right now. I, well, because there's still so many question marks, right? And I, I don't know if the question marks are any smaller than the size they were at the end of the year. No, nope, Except fair. for probably, I, I will say this to be fair, and I try always try to say something positive if I'm being critical as well. They, sh- they might be a little faster as a forward group. Yeah, though maybe I'm. Yeah, they should they should be a little faster as a forward group. So we'll have to wait and see on that front. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Devin Horn, John Shannon coming back at twelve thirty five. This is Oilers now. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.